Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dorkiest Podcast. I am your co-host, Mike, and joining me is my gambling bookie, who is responsible for both keeping me in crippling debt for the next 47 years, as well as breaking my left shin in four different places. It's my co-host, Daniel. Happy New Year to you, my friend. How you been? Happy New Year to you as well. I have been good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Like, uh, you know, how, how, you know, we're, we're, you know, a little bit into January as of this recording. Um, how has 2024 been treating you so far? Is it good? Uh, in my case, very, very cold. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 a lot of my coworkers are going to Dallas for like a trade show event like this next week. And apparently like in Dallas, it's going to be like in the set, like 17 degrees Fahrenheit, which is unusual. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe not for Dallas because like they had like cold snaps last couple of years but like has it been like that cold for you down in alabama it's it's about to be um yeah like i think in like two days it's gonna get down to like yeah about that 17 18 degrees and i looked at the curiosity i was like oh well when is it gonna be as cold it's like oh 5 30 oh you know when i go to work <laughs> oh no so I are you like well are you like well equipped for that cold like do you have like enough layers is your house like well insulated uh, yeah, uh, as I said, we live in a very old house. It's not that well insulated. Mm, okay. Well, you got to do it's what like, you can. As fireplace and space heaters are friends. <laughs> I can imagine. Oh boy, dude, hang in there, man. Like if you you got little ones and you gotta you, you gotta look. I mean, this, if this were like the 1700s, keeping them alive through the winter that was a that was a big feat. But I guess you know, right. with, with how cold it's gonna get, that's equally as tough. So best of luck to you, man. Oh, thank you. But aside from that, it's been a, it's been a good year. Uh, I'm thankfully in my very slow season of work, so at least work has not becoming as much of a stressor this time of year. It's not burdening you this month, which is good. You know, the holiday season has passed, so the big shopping season is behind us for now. Uh, you know, without that, that being said, though, like, do you have like any big plans, any big goals for you and the family over the year, or? You know, anything that you're willing to share or comfortable sharing? Any resolutions as well? Right. Well, I say we definitely have good plans because uh, I say I'll have to we'll have to make sure this doesn't fall on a week that we record because uh, we'll be out of the country at the I say about in a little over a month. Oh, cool. Where you just going on a little vacation? Yep, I'm going on a trip to Mexico for the week. So. Oh, that's awesome, man. Where in Mexico? Uh. Boy, put me on the spot, and now I forget. <laughs> I see, uh, I'm, I'm just totally blanking on. It is a big country. I'm blanking on the exact place, but no, it's on the Caribbean, you know, uh, on the Caribbean coast. Oh, that's cool. Are you guys flying out there? Or are you guys taking a boat or what? Uh, yeah, we'll be taking a cruise down there. So, oh, man, that sounds awesome. And like, maybe, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully, it's not like too cold. Because you say you're going there yeah, in like, a month, so a, a winter cruise. That's 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 that's, that's gonna be an interesting trip. That's there, right? Thankfully, like it's gonna be like lows, like seventies and sixties. So, okay, a little taste of spring and summer then, right in the middle of winter. That's cool, dude. Oh, well, cool! Congratulations yeah, for that. Yeah, but yeah. Don't don't worry about the show. Take your time. Your family comes first. Your 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 happiness comes first. The show will be here when you come back. So don't 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 stress it, man. You're good. All right. So um, I said, what about you? What what are your uh, has he trips, hopes, resolutions for the year? Oh man, 
Well, I've got a lot of hopes for 2024 because 2023 was a little rough for me and my family. And we had to take a little bit of a break for health for health reasons. But uh, uh, I mean, the great news is, is as of this recording this week, uh, a family member who is sick, they need just one more treatment to go. And then uh, we got like the then we got like the finish line, like right after that. So a little little over a month right now, hoping to get all clear from the doctors, which means 2024, 2024. It's going to be a year of, uh, you know, healing and, uh, and, and just, just rebirth almost, you know? So like that, that's, that's the one thing that we're looking forward to and everything else, everything that we had to put on pause, uh, from last year, we can, you know, we just kept back up on and, you know, look forward to the future. So I'm not making huge plans right now, but like, as soon as we get those all clears from the doctors, like that's when the plans are going to start. So, so not to dodge your question or anything, but the plans are coming, which is good. I, I think that is a good answer, and that's great. I'm very happy for you and your family. Yeah, thank you so much. It's it's it feels like it's been like two years that we've been dealing with this, even though it's just been like six six, six yeah about six months now. But uh, boy, does time drag when you're just stressed and faced, you know, faced with the mortality of your loved ones and. Yeah, I mean it's a scary thing, but you know it's it's, it's going to be it's going to be a, a year of healing, which is which is all we want. And you know, and, and you know, my, my daughter now is going to be a junior in high school, which means you know we got to start making plans and plans for college sometime soon. Like she's already planning to take the uh, the driver's test to get her license soon, dude. So <laughs> things are moving fast here at the McCullough household, and uh, and. Yeah, so this this is just going to be a crazy year, like all over. I don't know if we have time for trips or anything like that. But so, like, you know, good on you, dude, for taking that time for you and your family to just go and relax for a bit. Right, like I said, it's like it's it's crazy as a person that has been like a listener of like you and Adam for like over a decade now. That you say your daughter is going to be taking driving tests, like that makes me feel old. <laughs> Don't get me started on who makes me feel old, Mr. Daniel, because I have stakes coming up on this episode. And <laughs> this part of the stakes made me realize just how much younger you are than me because you weren't even alive when this game was out. Anyway, we'll get to that later. But hey, folks, for today, we're going to be doing uh, the first time we've ever done this, the uh, Skinny 2024 Best Co-Host Ever contest uh and this is thanks in part to fantasycritic.games uh this website has been around for a little while a couple of podcasting outlets that i follow you know use this as like kind of like a fun thing to do at the beginning of the year but you know it got me thinking hey i'm a i'm a video games podcast host i should get in on this on this uh fine fantasy cricket uh content so i invited daniel to do it and thankfully daniel was excited to do it so uh, that's what we're going to be doing today. Uh, so we're going to be drafting games to join our publishers. Uh, my publisher is the Broken Arcade Cabinet at the Laundromat. Very famous publisher. We've, we we only we only publish the finest games. And of course, my I, I'm directly competing financially with uh, my my partner across the way, uh, the Dusty GameCube on my shelf. <laughs> Rolls right out the tongue, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm excited, I, I, Daniel, and I, I'm excited to see what games you picked uh, and, and and see what uh, uh, who is gonna make it to, make it to the end. So this is just gonna be a fun thing for us to catch up on throughout the year. We're gonna do 
20 games total, uh, 10 games now, and then 20 and the other 10 shortly after uh, midway the midway through the year, about like a summer games fest time where new games will be announced. Hopefully, think hopefully for the 2024 new year. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll do that in a little bit. But you know, Danny's, Daniel, it's been a couple. Hey, yeah, it's been a couple months already. When was the last time we spoke in November? Yeah, I say yeah. I think we record. Yeah, we recorded. I think like the first week of December or thereabout when we recorded our episode for the end of the year stuff. So. Okay, so just about yeah, just about uh, two months one. since we last like spoke on on the show. So uh, right. I think that means that you've been playing some games, right? I have. I've been stalking you on PSN too, and and you've been playing some interesting stuff. So. Uh, yeah, tell me a little bit. What is it you've been playing over there? All right. Well, I will start with the thing that me and my wife have started playing on the good old Switch. We have started playing Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, cool, dude. Yeah, I mean, Switch 2, right around the corner. By all by all accounts, that thing's coming out sometime this year. That was a, that, that was a game that came out the same year that the, that the original Switch came out, man. Yeah. Yep, like we have had great fun. I we have found that the groove is best for uh, her to control Mario. I will be Kathy. I do well in the support role. <laughs> oh, you got you got saddled with the 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 little sibling role in that game. I say, yep. That's like I take over if there's like a spin that we dying on. That's like okay, let's switch and just see if we can figure us out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Are you guys having a great time? What world are you on, by the way? Uh, we are on the, I see it was the Wood Kingdom right now. Oh, okay, so like right after Tostarina, I think that's. Yeah, so yeah, we like did that, and yeah, because we did that, and we did the Ice World. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're right around World Three, World Four, which is cool. How are you enjoying it so far? I see it's fun. I definitely you know, like it's. I see it's nice to have like an. An also open world Mario game. That's very, that's, it's very fun. And I'm like, and my need to like collect things. She was like, can we just keep, as we just try to get all the moons in the world? And we like toasty, and I'm like, there are 89. And she's like, maybe later. <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely a maybe later thing. Uh, my wife Erica, she loved that game so much. Like she went in and got all the moons and all the worlds and even the secret crazy world at the very end once you once you roll credits so yeah that, that, that game that game is no stranger to this household so uh yeah what's your um what's your history with like the 3d mario games what, what other ones have you played? i i really don't have much experience with 3d mario games because you know i i just i wasn't as he had no older siblings and i had a sick and 64 so i never played mario yeah. 64 and i've just never really this was Probably actually, yeah, about my first real experience with a 3D Mario game again, unless you're you know, not counting Mario Kart. So, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, judging by you know, based on that dusty GameCube on the shelf, you never played Super Mario Sunshine either. Saying no, I was a Paper Mario passing <laughs> your door, kids. Okay, yeah, so primarily 2D Mario, yeah, and, and just recently, Same. you know, last year, Super Mario. Uh, new super mario brothers u so it must be nice to play a mario game where you're not yelling at each other <laughs> yeah so it's like so yes it's a nice it's a nice i consider it nice relaxing gaming so yeah so, i mean i guess the only way that you guys could like really bump heads with this one is if you as cappy like are just 
how, how do you fail at Cappy? Uh, that that's literally like little sibling mode. So there's no way your wife can yell at you this time. So you, I think you're good. This is just gonna be jolly time. It's gonna strengthen your relationship. Your marriage is never gonna be stronger once you roll credits by the end of this game. So that's the hope. But yeah, aside <laughs> from that, I I got into uh, the game that will probably consume a large, but pretty probably the majority. 2024. Let's be honest, uh, Mike. I finally started playing Elden Ring. Mm, that's what I was alluding to, dude. Tell what are you what are you doing in this game right now? Tell me what your experience has been. What kind of build are you going? Like, are you are you watching guides? Or are you just kind of diving in and just seeing where the world takes you? Right. Like, I watched the video. You just kind of give me like the basics of like because you know I get that. I see. I will say that I right now I'm about 12 hours in. If you made me uh, tell you what I understand the plot to be, I have no idea. <laughs> and I'm like, but that's not in that. You know, I don't care that I don't really know what the reason that I'm doing the things I'm doing are. Sure. That's fair. I mean, there is a very interesting, engaging plot, but 12 hours in, like, you're not really going to get through it. It's so obtuse. You're like, are you exactly. reading like item descriptions and weapon descriptions? I, not like as that? much. I I remember I saw a video that people saying like you must if you want the plot understanding read item description. I'm like right. I need to just like sit down and go through my inventory and start reading things. Well, here's my here's my tip for you on that. If the plot isn't grabbing you, especially now like twelve hours in, just skip it. There have been there's plenty of YouTubers and content creators out there who have like made plot videos and like synopsises and things that you can follow right. just as a way to like add a little bit more additional enjoyment to your Elden Ring experience. Right. So if you don't want to seek that out yourself, don't worry, the games have been out long enough. Vati Vidya is a great resource. He's like the number one resource for all things like from software when right. it comes to lore and stuff. So yeah, check his yeah. videos out when you have the time. Um, but yeah, just focus on the world, focus on staying alive and, and, and making making your own enjoyment right but yeah so i'm trying to go i'm going for my build i went more like deck space like samurai so i'm putting most of my stuff into like vitality just off so i can withstand being hit and then in strength okay. decks that's why i'm more going down just more like i want to be a i just want to like hit them and like dodge and try to avoid being hit like trying to like dodge and weave my way around things yeah, Dex is a good build to go through, especially for somebody who doesn't have like a lot of from software like experience. So Dex is gonna really help you with like dodging and and making sure that you stay out of the way and you, you get in there for some quick hits, just some nice chip damage. Um, you know, uh, I, I know you were joking around that you were doing some ranged filth at the beginning, just to try to cheese some right. enemies. Yeah. And I pretty much gave up on that the first time I ran out of arrows. I just kept forgetting to look up to buy more and get them. So I really haven't used a bow since like my first couple of hours. Like I'm out of arrows, and I'm like I never just bothered to figure out how to make more. Yeah, there is crafting in the game, but you have to like seek out how to like craft. So eventually, in the round table hold, you'll you'll get NPCs who will join you there, and one of them will help you with crafting. So I'm not going to say who that is because I want to explore your you're fun but um like how many bosses have you gotten through so far like where where are you at um okay it's like for i said like quite a good handful of like i guess like the mini in world bosses um i've mm -hmm. only beaten what i assume is the first like main story boss where you get like a big cut scene 
the fight yeah. with him. Like I beat I beaten Margit, and that was yeah. one of the most terrifying but satisfying experiences I've had in the game. Yeah, like Margo is like a really good boss, and he's like the first hurdle, I guess. I, I feel like if you can get through Mar Margo and Margit, however you want to pronounce it, and like you had like a comfortable fight with them. Like you can kind of use that strategy for a lot of the future bosses. So just, so just, uh, just, just keep at it, man. Like yeah. overall, though, are you having a good time? Yeah. So like, I very much enjoying like just looking on my map, saying I want to go there. Like, let's find like the yeah. pillar so I can unlock that level of the map. I'm just gonna go there and go until I hit every stuff that's just going to actually murder me. And they go, okay, well, I'll come back here when this stuff no longer one shots me. <laughs> Yeah, that is the perfect way to go about it too. And like that's that game this game is so it's so easy to get lost like lost like like not not like lost lost, but like right. get it's yourself so easy lost. To get, yeah. Immersed, like, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like I, I remember like the very first like mini boss I came across was I think like the Beast Man, I think was like it was like a what's his name? Like some like wolf type dude that's like right there oh the yeah memory. that's the first guy i came across yeah. I, and uh, he kicked he kicked my butt like so much playing but i was like ah but every time i fought him i was like i could just come back but i'm like but i i, I see that it's doable i'm like i i would yeah. his help that and the and like probably after dying to him six or seven times like i finally killed him and i just felt like i was really jumping up and down that's it as I same thing I had with Mark was I first time I fought him, he completely obliterated me. I was like, okay, I need to come back and level up. And then I was like, and then I found like the shackles for him. And I'm like, oh, that makes that like this will make this a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, there's that's and that's that's a great thing about the game. Like if you seek it out, you could find their weaknesses or find a way to not cheese them, but like like obliterate. Right, it's not in the game, but it's just like it's just like I had like I came across uh, a place like it was a portal that took me in this crazy like spectral wolf creature and just like murmured and then later playing I came across like uh, I'm forgot very bad place characters names but the giant wolf dude and he was saying like hey if yeah. you come across this dude I, I said let me know and I'm like I know that I know that place I've been there I fought yeah there. yeah <laughs> and then that guy joining out of that fight made it like easy mode. <laughs> Oh yeah. The, yeah, the way that this game, like everything in this game, is so interwoven in on itself. It's just so wonderful, and like everybody's playthroughs are going to be so different. Like I didn't know about that wolf guy. I think his name's Blade. I think. Yeah, uh, I, I, think I, that's, I forget yeah. what his. Yeah, I didn't come across that, so he didn't like he didn't join me in that fight. So like you 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 had a much easier fight than I did. So like everybody's playthrough is going to be different, just based on your character build where you go, what you find, and then where that leads you. Um, like, you're going to sink easy, like, 100-plus hours into this game, and you won't even, like, realize it. Yeah, that's... Yeah, like I said, like, that's just... Like, the game is so... I see it so good, so easy to get lost in, and I'm like, and... and it makes me yeah. really excited. Yeah, the only thing I What's that? Sorry, cut out for a minute. But it was like it's just a good game to get lost in, and I, I say, and I makes me excited to hopefully take the skills I learned here to some more culture software games. Yeah, then that, that was my next point too. Like I'm, I'm a little worried because I feel like Elden Ring is like 
the masterpiece of that formula that if you try to go back to like Bloodborne or Dark Souls or the Demon Souls remake or something like that, that Elden Ring has just ruined you. Because <laughs> like you can't even jump in those games. There's a jump button which is like so revolutionary for for uh, from software. I get well, I guess Sekiro had one, but Sekiro plays way different than uh, all the other from soft games. So yeah, I, I'd be interested to see what you would think of like Bloodborne. Uh, you know, after playing uh, Elden Ring. Yeah, like I said, but uh, that's not the only thing I've been playing, Mike. I've also been, uh, I say, to kind of keep myself break because I was like, all right, I'm good, but I'm kind of hyped to do this. I am starting a new playthrough of Cyberpunk 2077 as a to eventually get into playing Phantom Liberty, which I now own. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you now own it. Nice. Yes. Was there a yes, sale got... or you just decided to pull the trigger and get it? It was slightly on sale, and also I got a lot of PlayStation gift cards for Christmas. So. Oh, awesome. Congratulations, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do my Cyberpunk 2077 new playthrough leading up to Phantom Liberty after Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. So that comes out at the end of February. And then whenever I'm done with that game, Cyberpunk's next on the list. And like I said, I have decided to, because last playthrough, I'm mostly focused on main stuff. Um, yeah, Mike, I'm like about 15 hours in. I've barely touched the main story. I've just been geeks. I, I currently am like level, I don't know what level I am. I'm sort of level and I have $200,000 already. <laughs> Are you doing a new game plus mode or just a, a straight? Just a, just a straight uh, new playthrough going in an entirely different direction with my player build as well. Oh yeah, tell, tell, me, what the, tell me what your new playthrough is. I say I am now just going to be Speedy Samurai. Speedy Samurai. There you go. Cool. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm inspired by you. I'm gonna do like the corpo melee build, like uh, yeah, just like, like you kind of did. Yeah, it's like I'm like let me tell you, it was so crazy because I, I was very, very, I was like I want to be Speedy Samurai, so I need the Sam Deviston, and I realized like, well, that changes my operating system. I can't mm -hmm. hack at all. Uh -huh, yeah, and I was exactly. like, I'm like. I'm like that changed really changed my playthrough because I'm like I really is that like I as I think I probably overall might have more fun being I say with the hacking stuff because I just like being a little stealthy boy but I do like to be able to start running and pop people up before they even know yeah. what's happening. Where's your skill set now, Daniel? All that all that all that practice you had that, that ain't gonna do you any good in this new playthrough. Well, that's cool, dude. So, but yeah, I figured I'd go that route. I, I picked Street Kid for my background yeah. on this one, so I figured well, like that, that makes that's sense. cool. That that very much that that very much like uh, fits well with like a like a like a crazy little samurai dude, right? And it also will allow me to be. Uh, I'll, I'll try to do a little more of a pro Johnny playthrough this time. <laughs> like uh, see how see how it can be with if Johnny is my buddy. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I tried my best to be buddies with John with Johnny. I, I also I think I was like pretty neutral with him because he really upset me a lot in my first playthrough. So, yeah, uh, we'll see if I'm gonna do like corpo scumbag hacker type of build like like you like you do in your play, first playthrough. I think I'm just gonna be pretty antagonistic with him. Yeah, I think that's the way that makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome, dude. I can't wait to hear about your experience with. Um, Phantom Liberty because that yeah, actually game, yeah wasn't nominated say, for like Game of the Year I think too right and I hear so many people saying that they think the story of Phantom Liberty is the main story of the actual game 
essay, yeah. and um, I just I just unlocked it. So I will hopefully be getting to it now because I just got to the point in the story where I unlocked it. So I can start working on that DLC at any point now. Oh, interesting. So you can, before you even get to like story stuff, you can progress to the point yeah, to you have to in liberty on a new playthrough yeah you have to do uh like the first main missions like uh they like i had to i had to get evelyn so you have to go at least that far to where you've rescued evelyn and you have okay. to and you have to like at least initiate with rogue as they in there like meet her up in the club. like i just start like i just finished the evelyn stuff like where i i just got out of the dealing with uh the voodoo boys like that right and as soon as i finished okay. the voodoo boys part then then the call came in from the dlc character to be able to start okay the cool yeah that's about just before midway i believe would you agree yeah, so okay, yeah cool. i said so yeah because i've got that far I just, and i have not started the pan am stuff on the other side of my story so right on oh and one, one more question for cyberpunk like uh, all the 2.0 um, upgrades that they did, because even the even CD Projekt Red themselves said, you know, if, if we want to we want to invite people to play Phantom Liberty, but we recommend you guys start a new playthrough first because they've done so many new like upgrades and quality of life improvements to the game in 2.0 that they yes. just, they want people to start fresh. So so how is the 2.0 stuff? It's really good. Like again, you can now actually, like I said, it makes it easier. You can to shoot from vehicles now. That makes yeah. that's that, you can do that a lot easier. Uh, they they got rid of like the different clothes have different armor and they pretty much got rid of good. clothing having its own armor settings. You know where you're just like walking around with like the dopiest probably their outfit because that's the best armor. They pretty much got rid of that. Clothes are just aesthetic yep. now. If you want armor, you good. can buy actual <laughs> armor, but otherwise you can just wear whatever. And like I said, and uh, I said, and they added like the metro stuff now. They like use the metro for fast travel in addition to the metro points. It's a, it's not like I said, it's not a lot of big stuff, but it like makes the game like move a lot. I'd say a lot better. Or so, so like I said, yeah. cool quality of life stuff that you're not really noticing while you're playing, but it's it's just making the experience better. And I have not encountered any glitches, so. Oh, that's the best part about two point yeah. It's a working, yeah, no functioning glitches. game. Yeah, it's the game. Like I agree with what people said. It's the game that I think was supposed to be released when the game first came out. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. I mean, like you know, you hate to see a game that just gets like you know, just through the rakes and stuff when it when it first comes out. Especially a game like this that was so hyped. But uh, I mean, give them credit. Like they didn't charge people for like all these upgrades and things like that. Uh, and and they just kept slowly slowly but surely just kept working at it and now it's the way that it was intended to be and some might even say even better than they promised so yeah i can't wait to get back into it right and apparently they have just uh said that now they finished up phantom liberty like the bulk of cd project will be working on witcher 4 but they have started like pre-production for whatever these for cyberpunk orion as they call us which will be yeah. a sequel to 77 so like i'm excited like they proved that can fix things and maybe they can take what they learn from this experience to make even better games in the future yeah i can't wait to see the documentary on the cyberpunk situation just the whole development thing uh you know the uh, no clip did a great documentary on the on the uh development and release of the witcher 3 and all the problems that that game had when, when that first came out in 2015 and eventually when it became as re revered 
as it is now. So I'd love to, I'd love to similar one for cyberpunk as well. And, and, and I hope you're right too. Like I hope they work for their future games with an engine that it works for the game that they want to make, not just try to shoehorn a game into an, an engine that they have, uh, which caused a lot of the cyberpunk initial problems, I believe. Yeah. I, I, I read yeah. that in an article. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, so uh, just, just, and I hope they just keep it up because they're, they're one of the premier developers out there and I, I hope it stays that way. Let's say hopefully I hope so. Yeah. All right, Mike. So, uh, what is it that you have been playing over there? All right. Well, you know, since the end of the year is kind of behind us, uh, I, I just wanted to pick off a couple of things off of my uh, backlog, a couple of 2023 games, and then I'm just going to cozy up with, uh, with, with another game. That's one of my all time favorites before a future all time favorite comes out just around the corner. Uh, but uh, starting off here with the uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. So inspired your by player. your game of the year of 2023, I decided like, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and pick uh, the sequel to Daniel's game of the year. And uh, just kind of, because I've been meaning to play it too. It's just been sitting on my shelf for like three months, picked it up on a, picked it up on a good sale. And uh, it's, 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 it's fallen order plus baby. Uh, but uh, you, you, I mean, you'll be happy to know that like all of their, it's fallen order with quality of life stuff with new like uh with new lightsaber stances some new abilities um it in a lot of ways though i feel like that is a detriment to the game because it feels a little too samey that's not necessarily a bad thing right I, I you just have to temper your expectations um the plot i didn't understand it for like a good third until i had to like kind of i just read the plot synopsis on the, on wikipedia up until where i was in the story just to kind of catch myself up uh and then there was this big plot moment that got me fully invested so i was like whoa like now i i am all in on this game now so that that happens around like act two, the end of act two ish so i feel like i'm almost done with the game i mean i i got a lot of like my abilities kind of maxed out at this point um it just kind of feels like I'm ramping towards the end. So the end is probably around the corner. I haven't been playing PS5 last few days because my wife has been chipping away at Assassin's Creed Valhalla, that game that she kind of hates. <laughs> I keep asking, why are you playing this game? Like You keep yelling at it. <laughs> but uh, letting her enjoy uh, the game for a little while. Uh, hopefully I'll finish Survivor within the next couple of uh, couple of weeks here. I'm trying to, We're all trying to free up the PlayStation 5, because my whole family understands when 7 Rebirth comes, it's daddy's time on the PS5 for like the next six months. I don't know how, how long until, you know, I'm done with that game. Uh, over on the Switch, um, I, I picked up, uh, say with me, Daniel, a 2D Metroidvania hand-drawn art style. Uh, with It's called Vernal Edge. Uh, so I, I saw that this kind of came out 2021 ish uh, like on pc and steam came to consoles in 2023 and i picked up the physical uh which was released on amazon so thank you to amazon uh but uh I say, we uh, never think amazon mike yeah sometimes i'm like hey companies be more like amazon no never do that uh but uh i picked it up on amazon uh and i just been like a couple hours into it Honestly, I don't really have anything special to say. I, it, it just functions as a pretty adequate uh, Metroidvania with a decent combat style. It's a nice 
seven out of ten. If you just want, if you're just in a mood for a nice little seven out of ten with a quirky story about a a young woman with daddy issues who wants to kill her dad, like hey, this I got the game for you. <laughs> is is so, is her dad God? I don't know. It's not a JRPG, so it's <laughs> we're not ramping up towards killing God, but uh, uh, no, her dad's like a pirate, and uh, so she's. I don't know what the full extent of their relationship is, but she's very eager to explain to strangers about how she's got his sword, the Vernal Edge, uh, and uh, is going to use it to kill her father. Uh, so, yeah, I'm still early into the game, just a couple hours into it, and just kind of feeling it out. Um, so while I'm waiting on the PS5 to be finished and so, so that I can finish up Jedi Survivor playing that, but I've also decided uh, to play Borderlands 2. Uh, Borderlands 2 is like top five favorite game of all time. I think it is like looter shooter perfection. Uh, all the characters that you can play as are perfectly balanced. Um, I, I think the world is just fascinating and gorgeous to look at with the amazing art style that because they went in that art style, it holds up to this day. Uh, I bought this game originally on Xbox 360 back in 2012, played it again on Vita, because I just wanted something to play on my new Vita that I got like in 2016 or so, where I bought off of Craigslist. Uh, and then I bought it again on PS4. And all those times, like I, I maxed out like three characters like every time. So <laughs> like my three favorite characters, uh, uh, Gage, Maya, and uh, Salvador the Gunzerker. So I, I, I just maxed those three characters out on every single time. So this is my... This is my fourth time doing that. I'm still on my first character, Gage. Uh, about halfway through the game, I've only been playing for like four days, though. Um, but it holds up, dude. And like one thing I didn't have, one thing I have that I didn't have before, now that I have Switch Online, I just turned on just my public invite, and people just like drop in and drop out of my game, and it makes the game so much more enjoyable. So back when I originally played it, I didn't have Xbox Live, so I couldn't play online with anybody. Um, so I never played Borderlands 2 the way it was intended, with people. So I did all the raid bosses by myself. I played the game solo the entire way through. I maxed out all these characters just by myself. And like I still had a great time, obviously. But like it, it's just cool that like all 11 years since that game's been released, I'm still playing it in a new way. Which is, a, which, is, which is pretty cool. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to be playing that for a little while on my Switch and going to enjoy it. And eventually the plan is to have Erica come and join me because she is not used to first-person shooters. And I, think, I thought that Borderlands 2 might be a good way to get her into it. Uh, and then um, if I have an overpowered character, I can just protect her while she kind of acclimates to the game and kind of like that makes sense. Learns, learns the ropes. Yeah, so... So that's the that's that's the plan. But that's gonna be like you know further in the year. Um, but yeah, that's all I've been playing because I've just been I'm just eager for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Speaking of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Daniel, that is my most anticipated game of 2024. Speaking of 2024, let's get down to the draft, baby. So thank you to FantasyCritic.Games. Uh, Daniel and I are going to be drafting some games to our our fake publishers. Over here, so I'll link it down below. I, I'll, I'll make it public for people if anybody wants to like check in on the score or something like that. So the way that this works today, we're going to be drafting ten games apiece to our publishers, 
and uh, OpenCritic.com is going to provide the scores as these games come out. So I don't need to do anything, which is great. <laughs> uh, unlike uh, the draft of my uh, on my other show, I got to do all the work. This one, we're just going to draft stuff. We're going to let the website do all the work for us. So the points, the as far as I understand, the base point line is like 70 on open critic so for every score that it gets above 70 you get a single point does that make sense yeah. okay yeah so gotcha. if, if the game scores 72 you get two points and so on and so forth uh and, and likewise if a game if the game scores below 70 we deduct points so we're gonna have we're gonna have 17 regular games and then we have three uh unique spots here for a yearly release uh, a flex game, so this is kind of like a remaster or a port or a remake, something like that. Something that is kind of contentious. Like, did that really come out in 2024? That came out 10 years ago, buddy. Uh, we got a another. What is that other thing called? Where's my tabs, Daniel? Where's my tabs? Uh, I don't know where your tabs. Unannounced are. game. So unannounced game. You don't need to come up with this right now, but if you have an unannounced game, I believe I have it set to give you extra points if an unannounced game gets drafted to your to your publisher and releases in 2024 so um best of luck to you if you have one uh, i got one and uh, a counter pick here so this is a fun one so let's say i pick uh, the rise of the Roman or something like that daniel has this inkling that like you know in his head's like wait a minute why would mike pick that that's that game's obviously going to be bad daniel can counter pick any pick that I put on my publishers, um, and he'll get the reverse amount of points, for example. So, or for example, like let's say I pick um, Elden Ring 2, right? And Daniel's thinking, Mike, you're so dumb. I've told you every day that I of your life how dumb you are. Elden Ring 2 is, not, he can think, like, he can think, oh, Elden Ring 2 is not coming out. I'm going to counterpick that, which will lock it to my draft. I can't drop it. Uh, and then he'll get like zero points for that counter pick, which is a good thing. So let um, does that make sense? Am I making any sense at all? I I, th I think I follow. Yes, I, okay, I did all cool. the reading, and I was like, this is how I understood it. But the, having another human read it at me makes sure it makes it easier to understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. So yeah. So basically, you want to pick something that you think the other person has a game that is either not going to come out or is going to be bad. So if I get negative points on a pick that you've counterpicked, you're going to get positive points. And so, and but the reverse is true too. If you pick wrong and that game ends up being like really, really good, like shoots up in the nineties, you're going to lose 20 points. So pick your counterpick wisely. So we don't need to do that now. We can wait till the summer if you want to kind of, you know, feel things out. But once the game has been released and is scored, you can't counterpick it anymore. So only right. unscored games you can counterpick. All right, so that leaves us with uh, the draft itself. Daniel, do you have any further questions or clarifications before we get started, before I click Start New Year? I I, th I think we're good to go. I think I should have asked you this before we started. Do you have the page open? Uh, no. Oh, wait, hang on. <laughs> that's like, that's okay. That's like, you need some time? I see. No, I have it on the other tab, actually. Okay, perfect. Enough. So once I start new year, I'm going to go ahead and click it now. Select a year. New year to play. 
Why is it not showing? Oh, here we go. Start drafting. There we go. Once you start drafting, you can only add or remove kept play players. The draft order is locked in. Daniel, we did this draft order before, and uh, you are starting. So I believe it's going to snake. We're going to start off with Daniel, then it's going to go me, me, and then Daniel, Daniel, and then me, me, uh, and so on and so forth. So we get to 10 games apiece. So draft is currently in progress. Dusty GameCube on a shelf is up. You got the first pick. And if you pick something that I want to pick, I've been I, I, I name dropped it like four times in this episode alone. If you pick it, I will murder you where you stand. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh my! I, I so I so thought about it, but don't don't worry. I, know I, you not, did. I I was just like I could be evil. But don't worry, Mike. I will not be. I will go with uh, well, this one. That was was my first pick, anyways. I see it's right here on the page. Perfect. What you got? Say it out loud for me, my friend. I say, I have, I have Dragon's Dogma Two. Dragon's Dog. That's a great pick. Yeah, that comes out. Uh, is that March, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, what's what's what what is your uh, relationship with the Dragon's Dogma franchise? Have you played the first one before? I don't think I've ever heard I, you I, talk about it. I have not, but it's very much like it's on my list, and I would always see it on uh, in GameStop, and I always feel like that's on my list. I'll play that eventually, yeah. especially because they had the I believe they released a remaster. Yeah, I believe they released a remaster. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, at, at some point, and I'm like. And uh, the reviews seem like it's it's a fantasy open world RPG. Uh, it's one of the YouTubers I trust says that it is a very even the remake gets a bit of a janky game, but it's like it's kind of like in a loving way. It's like it has a lovable amount of jank to it. Yeah, exactly. And I and, and yeah, like you, like that's a game I always kept meaning to try. Um, I never did, uh, which is unfortunate because um, like I keep hearing great things about it. Um, I, I, I would love to get to that game, get to the original game before Dragon's Dogma 2 comes out. But um, yeah, I think I think I'm going to give this one a spin at some point later in the year. Is this high on your priority list for 2020? Yeah, it's definitely uh, of games that have been announced already. It's, it's definitely high up on arrows because, I'm, I, you know, you know what I mean, like fantasy open world RPG. So <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's an awesome, great pick, man. And uh, I did not have that on my list, so um, which, which is good. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and just pick my game uh, because there, there is, is there any, is there any, any doubt in my mind that I would not pick Final Fantasy VII Rebirth as my no. number one pick? I was really scared that if you were the first one, you were going to snatch that away from me. I, I couldn't do it. I'm like, that would be unfair for so many reasons. Uncouth, like, my friend. Uncouth. Right. That like, listen, we're trying to have fun here. That would just we would just be out for blood at that point. Hey, I mean, it's sometimes it's fun just to screw over your friend, <laughs> especially for a dumb little trap like this. Um, but uh, it has snaked back around to me. But you know, before we get there, I mean, this is. I guess, I guess I'll say my piece on this. It's it's the sequel to Final Fantasy VII Remake, the reimagining of my favorite game of all time. Uh, the way that Final Fantasy VII Remake left off 
uh, and leading at into the DLC episode, which is kind of like a little side thing of a character that you're going to be playing as in in now Rebirth. Um, it, it it just left me in such awe and majesty with how they took the original game from 1997 and retold it for a modern for a modern audience, but also took the remake aspect of it and played with it with a little bit. It's not just like a remake of the game. There's something more to that. And I think that's just, it, it makes it something more special than if it was just like, hey, let's remake Final Fantasy VII, right? And we'll make it, we'll split up into three parts. Now it's something, there, there's something ominous going on that, that longtime fans like me who have fallen in love with this game for, for so long, now we now we're invested and we're like there's stuff that we don't know now which is pretty freaking cool um i know i'm just talking to the wind because you know you don't know what i'm talking about but, that's uh, it but i do have a question mike you're an expert what month did this did final fantasy 7 come out do you know what month, what month did it come out uh in yeah. 1997 september uh so i was i was four months old when this game came out you were yep you were a you're a wee baby Daniel. And again, if you remind me that I'm so much older than you, I will kill you where you stand. <laughs> so because the order is gonna snake, uh, it is my turn again. Um I'll tell you a little bit about my strategy going into this draft. Um I wanted to kind of pick games that were kind of I guess selective, so to speak. So I'm picking Visions of Mana. So this was announced okay. at uh, Summer Games Fest. Uh, it, it, this was the first game of the Mana series uh, in, in the last 15 years. So this is Square Enix. It's kind of like a B-tier um, action RPG. It used to be kind of like a turn-based RPG back on the Game Boy days. Um, but you know, since it's kind of evolved, it kind of evolved into like an action RPG hack slash ish sort of Legend of Zelda type of competitor. Um, okay. So this is, yeah, this one got announced uh, at Summer Games Fest co a couple months ago. And um, I, I don't know, the art style is super endearing. I think the people who are going to review this are going to review it very high. And um, and so that's what I mean about like my, my, my picks. I feel like are going to be particular. I feel like right. the people who are going to review my games are going to review them very well. So yeah, like that's that's, that's really smart. Game. Like, yeah, I did like a mix of like what are ant highly anticipated games and what are like maybe a little more niche games that yeah. Well, I say that I know they have a dedicated audience. Yeah, that's a yes. great strategy. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see that you kind of went that way as well. So um, yeah, because the, the people who are gonna you know review strategy games on the PC, right? They're they're, they're only gonna pick people who like strategy games on the PC to review those games, right? They're going to review right, like, right, that's different than, like, I just have, like, when I look at those games, like, like say, Arc 2. Like, that's, a, yeah. you know, that's going to get a very large summation, so you don't really know which way it could go. Correct, yeah. And I feel like a game like Spider-Man 2 might have, like, something like that, too, you know, a game from last year. Yeah. That's That game is such for a wide audience, it's hard to tell. Is that going to get a similar score to the first game, or are people going to bump it down? Like, we don't know. So, yeah, I tried to be a little bit more focused with my picks. So, Daniel, you've got right. the next two games. All right. I will go start. Let's see here. 
find it. I am going to go with Lost Records, Bloom and Rage. Lost Records, Bloom and Rage. Have I heard of this game? Please tell me more about it. <laughs> I totally just found it completely randomly, like looking up, like, uh, I think the Game Awards, like just looking up, like, all right, what all was announced at the Game Awards? This, and uh, this is the new this is the new game from the studio that made Life is Strange. Oh, Colors. this game. Okay, yeah. I saw this at the Game Awards. Super excited about it. But me and my family have just been calling this Stranger Things but girls. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And like I looked at it, I'm like, oh that's just Stranger Things. Yeah, it's like it's like Stranger Things. It's like, yeah, it's like Stranger Things mixed with Life is Strange. Like, I'm like, oh, this just looks like basically the next Life is Strange game. And I'm like, yeah, I'm hyped for this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm super hyped for this game, too. I guess my only... I did think about this game. I was looking at Game Awards um, announcements as well. I wonder how confident are you that this would come out in 2024? Right. It's like, that. that is the only thing. It's like high risk, high reward, putting a second yeah. pick. But I'm like, I feel like it probably will come out late 2024. As in, that was my thought, because the games like this, they don't tend to have as long of a cycle from announcing to release as, like... Oh, that's true. As like, something like yeah. you know, Starfield or, like, something like like the bigger games. So, like, I think it's a quicker turnaround these games tend to have. Yeah, Don't like, Not Me is making this one, and I think they made Life is Strange True Colors, right? Yes, so they they took okay. over the series with True Colors. So yeah, I, so I, I believe my... True Colors was announced like four to six months before it came out. So I think you're right. This okay. might be coming out this year. Right. So that's that's my strategy there. And like, of course, my wife being the huge Life is Strange fan that she has played all games, and she's very excited for this as well. <laughs> yeah. At this point, narrative Life is Strange esque games are going to review very well because only the people who like those games are going to review those games. Yes. Everyone else has moved on. <laughs> I say most definitely. All right. So is it? I believe it is still my turn. So I will move on sure. to the next pick. A weird name, though. Lost Records, Bloom and Rage. <laughs> I know. I I'm like, I'm like one of those things where they just they just had like a dartboard full of nouns, and they just <laughs> yeah, it's, it's called it's, Bloom and Rage now. Right, it it very much gave it, it gave me like early two thousands post hardcore like song title energy. Like just, <laughs> I, it's a full sentence. This could be a Fallout Boy song, you know? Yeah, if you take out the ampersand and just replace it with the word the, then you've got a now verb the noun type of type of band again. <laughs> yes. All right, Mike. I'm going to go in with uh, let's see with my next pick. I am going to pick. Greedfall 2. Greedfall. Okay, cool. That's an interesting pick. Are you, are you have you played Greedfall 1? I have not, but it is also on my on my list. It's like it's very much like Greedfall seems like very much a game that I look everything I look about it, I I love this concept and can't wait to get around to it on my backlog, but it's like it just went so under the radar. Like I, you don't hear people talk about it at all. Yeah, this is a this is a sneaky little pick, Daniel. I think this is a great one. I think this is going to review well. Uh, I think the original Greedfall reviewed pretty well uh, as well. Uh, so I think just you just you take that formula, add some quality of life improvements, add some better graphics, add some you know a little bit of what the, the the people who reviewed the first Greedfall love. And just give them more of more of that. 
you got a you got an easy 89 maybe 90 score on this on this pick right sneaky boy yeah good pick man I, i'd be interested to see how this game how this game does when, when it comes out too it does this have a, a solid date yet uh i'll have to look i don't remember if it was like a solid date or just a quarter but yeah just ten- tentatively releasing in 2024 maybe yeah yeah it looks like it yeah it looks like just tentatively right now all right so next pick here this is a sequel to a game that i love and uh this i wonder if you, if you were going to pick this one too I, I it was this. it was on it was on my list it was on my list okay no longer i've got senua no saga hellblade 2 um the sequel to hellblade of course um i mean the last time that we saw this game i, I believe it was I believe it was the Game Awards, and then they we got the 2024 tra- uh, the 2024 stinger on it. So maybe late 2024, but pending any delays. But yeah, dude, like my hype for this game is just I don't even know if it's hype anymore. It's just like I I, I respect the first game so much, and um, hopefully by that time the X stick will be out. Maybe right. we'll get the maybe we'll get that Samsung TV that has Game Pass installed into it. I don't know, but like we have we have to find a way to play Hellblade Two here in my house. But uh, right, and uh, I need a way to be able to play the first one because you so highly recommend it. I, I mean, it's everywhere, man. It's it's on it's on PlayStation. That's it. That is yeah, true. Pretty cheap. Add it to the list, <laughs> the never-ending yeah, list. Yeah, never-ending. Yeah, and it's like it's not a long game too. I think like eight to. Eight to ten hours, I think. If you if you if you kind of rush it, it's not like a collector heavy game either. It's just kind of like, uh, you know, you just kind of narratively go through it. A couple of puzzles might stump you, but it's pretty. It, that might take you a weekend if you if if you like cannonball it. But uh, yeah, man, like uh, you you take the recipe that they had for Hellblade One, and then add in like stunning visuals. My God, like every time they show trailers and gameplay for that game. It looks photorealistic, and I, I'm not one to like keep pushing developers to go photorealistic with their games because I, I feel like that's a dangerous thing when it comes to like crunch and and that kind of stuff too. Because we we shouldn't just always be pushing graphics; we should be pushing like gameplay innovations too. But uh, but man, that game just looks so pretty, and the art the art direction is great, and I hope they do interesting things with the premise too um with the the way that they kind of grossly uh and we talked about this before the way that they kind of grossly uh gamified mental illness in the first game i could wonder if they're gonna do something like that again with the sequel but uh uh, i don't know and hopefully it's not like too far away too like we're recording this before microsoft does their big uh developer showcase Uh, i believe that's tomorrow oh my god uh and then yeah, maybe we'll get a solid date by by the end of this week, which would be great. Um, let's see. Next up is the game that I that that uh, has long eluded people for like two or three years at this point. <laughs> Hollow Knight Silk Song. Uh, if if any game on my draft was not going to be released, it's probably going to yeah. be Hollow Knight Silk Song. <laughs> yeah, I'm but like, man, that, that's high risk, high reward right there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first Hollow Knight 
reviewed like crazy. It, it's it's an indie darling in the Metroid in the 2D Metroidvania space. This one, from all I've seen, is just taking that and and refining the formula, giving me like new combat styles, um, and it's just more Hollow Knight. You know, you can't go wrong with that. Uh, Silk Song has has eluded people for like two or three years now. So, like I said, who knows if it'll come out in 2024? But I think next time we see it, it'll be either shadow dropped or we'll be we'll get like a the the, the release date will be imminent. So uh, again, I'd be I'd be curious to know if Microsoft publisher our developer the developer thing was uh, this week is gonna right. it's gonna show up right i was said like but i i like it though like i said like that was i did not put it on there i was like i just i didn't believe in it enough the <laughs> <laughs> attention for me i was just like mm, no it's like i they've been tricking us i don't believe you <laughs> it, if it's, you don't it's believe the, then you'll never get any points daniel that's like it's the like it's the next gen of games at this point i'm scared of it <laughs> <laughs> yep, PlayStation Seven. It'll come out. <laughs> but no, uh, but still, good, good game, good game. All right, let's see here. What shall I? All right, my next game. I'm going to go. I think outside of the box. Oh, because upon looking at just like. A list of games coming out. I looked it up. I'm like, that sounds interesting. I bet that will review well. I'm going to go with Banishers, Ghosts of New Eden. Banishers? Tell me a little bit about Banishers. All right, Mike. Well, Banishers, Ghosts of New Eden is, <clears throat> I say, it is a third person action role playing game. I see, it's brought oh. to, it's by Focus Entertainment, uh, I believe, is who it is so you know like they they have their hands and a lot of stuff like the warhammer uh i say for the new warhammer 40k game that came out pretty yeah. recently that that's them and i just thought the premise was so weirdly interesting you're, you're ghost hunters yeah yeah i remember this game now I'm, I'm googling and looking at the screenshots and um yeah i, I think it's like a dual protagonist type of thing yeah, from what i, I understand yeah, from what I understand, and it's coming like less than a month, so it's like I will. I guess I will see how many or few points I get from this one fairly quickly. Yeah, this game looks like it's going to be. It's going to review well for sure, at least pretty decently. I say high eighties. Uh, I think uh, the only thing because I see that also Donod is also developing this game. So uh, I, I know oh, Donod have multiple teams, so they have like a like the, the the team that works on like all the narrative life is strange type of games and then they have like other games like um vampire i, I believe they made vampire oh, back in yeah, the day yeah. i think i saw that too yeah so the, it's it's that team this is their next game so i know vampire was kind of like a you know swimming in sevens type of type of game like people who like vampire like love vampire so i i hope that the for this game in particular that they took all the lessons from vampire and like kind of learned a little bit more about like action game development and uh you know and and we'll we'll see the fruits of all that in this game yes hopefully so all right mike i will move on with probably what is got to be 
one of the most hyped is the probably the most hyped game for my wife, and it's very Ooh, highly hyped for me. Okay, I'm going to go pick The Wolf Among Us Two. Oh, that was on my list. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for this game, dude. And I, when yeah, Telltale was announced that like that studio was shutting down, and they were like in the middle of you know. Of developing this game and i just thought oh well great i'm never gonna get the wolf among us too so uh, it's it's yeah. coming yes i i said i am so i i said i definitely want to watch that, that was her favorite of the telltale games she played and she was like so oh, yeah. upset. she was like he's like what are you gonna tell me he's like wait there's more i'm like no we gotta wait and like when they announced it i think yeah last year when they announced that it was maybe even in the 2022 when they announced the game like she like she's so hyped and like because I think the Telltale formula has become like probably her one of her favorite. Like, she even asked me, she's like, I need more games like Telltale or like On Home or Firewatch. I need yeah. more of these games. Yeah. So it's like, and, yeah, that, you can't go wrong with uh, at least that first Wolf Among Us game as well. Like, right. of, of all the Telltale like narrative based, you know, it, it, it's based off of a show or a movie or something like that. I, I think this one really is like, if, if, if not one of, if like the best, like it really yeah. is like one of the best stuff that they've done. And it's like a, from a, it, it's from a, a lesser known comic that not a lot of people know, right. know about or read like the fables. And um, yeah, uh, and because that's... of the wolf among us, I ended up reading like the entire fables run because of that. Game. Right. Like it got me into fables. And that's actually where I learned. So saying like I, another reason that my wife's so interested in it is one of my wife's favorite TV shows of all time is once upon a time, which was originally that was supposed to be an adaptation of the fables comic book, yeah. but the writers and ABC couldn't get okay into agreement how to do it. So the ABC was like, well, screw it. We'll just use all the Disney versions. <laughs> it's the, Di- yeah. the Disney version of fables. <laughs> so, Which is a direction to go in. Yeah. Which is cool. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'd love to see like, you know, the continuation of that story. Like, I feel like part one kind of ended pretty solid. Uh, is it, it didn't yeah. really leave a lot of room for a sequel, but like, so, but I, you know, because of the nature of that world and that setting, like they could go anywhere with a sequel to this. So yeah, I, I can't wait to interact with these characters again. And, um, uh, hopefully we see it again sometime soon because I want to jump back in and like do a, do a replay of the original game i still have it on ps3 uh be happy more than happy to like run that through and play it for my wife who's you know who's never seen the original game and i i think she'd really get a kick out of it herself well good i gotta pick another game now because that was a, that was gonna be like a late pick for me <laughs> um but uh here's a here's a pick uh, i'm hoping that the you're just as stoked for this game as i am because uh, when I first saw this game like a couple years ago, oh my god, did I fall in love with it? Uh, this I, is the- I I love it off of the cover art already. Oh, dude, look it up, and and when you get a time, when you get the when you get a moment, like look at the trailer too, because the Plucky Squire is one of the most gorgeous art directions I've ever seen. So I I forget where I saw it. I think it was like a Nintendo direct or maybe it was an xbox one i can't remember where i first saw it but uh the 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 trailer starts with the little like uh cartoon children's knight like an old like knights of the round type of type of character in a in a children's storybook and you're playing like 
from the perspective of a child reading the storybook. So you get like the gloss of the, the paper and like that beautiful hand-drawn art and they're just and you're just playing the game. And then eventually in the trailer, the character jumps out of the book. So he's still that little like uh, glossy char- uh, glossy children's character. And now he's just interacting with like the room and then he can jump into like the mug and like side scroll the mug and then jump out of that and go into something else. Oh my gosh, the plucky squire. When that comes out, I think that is going to capture the hearts of so many people. And um, I, I don't know what platform that's going to be on either. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to play it at some point, but uh, hopefully it at least comes to PS5. And um, yeah, I can't wait for the plucky squire. That game's going to be dope AF. Uh, next up on my list here, this is a prequel of uh, a game series that I love myself. And uh, yeah. you're, you're, you're nodding and smiling. Did you have this on your list? That's a, I, I did. It was a late round uh, pick for me. So, well, well, sorry about that, Daniel, but you took The Wolf Among Us. So I'm going to be taking another spooky game, Little Nightmares 3. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the first two Little Nightmares games. That's just a nice little, you know, a game. Those, those two games can take you like a weekend to play. Like if, if you just play them all the way through, they're, they're pretty short games. This is the first one that's going to have like full co-op. Um, so the way that we played it in my household before was just like we just take turns. We just pass a pass a controller to the person next to us, and it's and, and, and if you die, then pass it to the, pass it to the person next to you. Um, but now we can do a full co-op run of Little Little Nightmares three. I don't think this is going to review like crazy big, but it's going to review decently at least. Right. All right, Mike, it's my turn. I'm just going to go with what I consider to be the biggest boomer bust pick. I, as like, yeah, I, I, let's see, I was very, I'll be a bit kind of scared of this one here, but much like you had for, Silk Song, I have to believe that this year will finally be the year that we have Dragon Age Dreadwolf. Oh my gosh. Man, that I, I almost want to just like throw that into the unannounced games because like <laughs> it's that would like, be big yeah. if this comes out. I, I I could see this like a nice big like October, November game for uh, for Dragon Age right. Dreadwolf. Yeah, that's like you can hear I, the comments. I applaud your boldness, Daniel. That's like well, as you know, I, I, I saw this on like the uh, tentatively coming out. Maybe mm-hmm. somebody once said in an interview that maybe it's coming out in twenty twenty four. I was like, nah, I right. can't do it. That that's right. not enough for me. Yeah, it's it's my big like just throw it at a wall. That's the pick because <laughs> it is a game that if it comes out, I will be so hyped. And, and seeing that, let's be honest, the game that I think will determine whether anyone takes Bioware seriously ever again. Oh yeah, this will be a big one for that developer too. Like you know, after yeah. the flop that was Anthem, like I don't know, like in what little like credibility they have left now, it's going to all kind of hinder on this and i guess the next mass effect game too right and the fact that this game has been in development hell for like on and off for like a decade almost it's like that's that does not if it comes out and it is through the return of bioware it is going to review so well oh dude easy 90s for you dude like you're gonna be you're gonna be 
you're gonna have leftover points to eat for dinner for the rest of the year if this comes out, dude. <laughs> right. So it's like saying it's it's my boomer bust. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yeah, you're a braver man than me, Daniel. I would I I did I definitely did not want to put this on my list, but I I, I applaud you for doing that. Yeah. All right, Mike, uh going on with one of the better later, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> as soon as we start talking about counterpicks, I'm like, I what I to pick. But uh, I will go with a game that I did not know about until doing research for this episode, but it intrigued me. So I'm going to go with Flintlock Siege of Dawn. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, 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 this was a uh, Summer Games Fest announcement, I believe. I love the premise of this. This is kind of like time travel right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it just seems like I, I, they want me off of just the titles. I love me some flintlock like types uh, uh, as a type fantasy stuff, which seems like yeah. all of the vibe that it's going for. And just like yeah. just kind of looking at the cover art, it's like, oh, it's so pretty. Yeah, and 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 I, I do remember like the, the the premise of it like really like intrigued me, and, I, and, and we don't do a lot of like you know taking people with like old school weaponry and like placing them in like fantastical situations you know there's there's exactly. enough of that and mike you'll be happy to know the premise is to kill god <laughs> it's a jrpg nice yeah <laughs> very cool oh yeah it is it's action role-playing game developed by a44 games oh cool yeah, I've never heard Which of that. Which admittedly, I, yeah, I'm like, and, and I said, uh, my first process was when I was doing research for the game. Like, I went on Wikipedia. I was like, mm, the Dame Delver is going to have a Wikipedia page. All right, then. <laughs> I said, but it hey, seems well, like you it's know, very... as long as you get some points, that, that's all that matters. Right. And I feel like this one will probably be that one that I don't know if a lot of people will play it, but I think the people that will play it will review it pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. that that's definitely a great pick um all right so i've got two coming up you've taken a couple from me what do i want to go with next all right so i'm gonna go with a game that i think you might have picked so i'm gonna keep it for myself i don't know if you've heard of this one but this was from the uh from the game awards this is from no rest for the wicked uh this the art direction of this it, it looks like the uh the show arcane uh so it had like that really gorgeous kind of like cell shaded cg almost like watercolor painted high fantasy stuff too it kind of looks like somebody took game of thrones characters and did it in this really interesting like arcane watercolor style yeah um I, I may have like kind of jumped the gun because I don't think any release date was announced. Uh, yeah, I think I think yeah, because I remember I, I I did have this one like on my big like sheet of like financial games when I was trying to whittle down what I wanted from there. Like yeah, it's like I didn't have a solid release date and I wasn't yeah I just wasn't confident enough in it when I was you know I've already had my throw it at the wall pick. I'm like I'm not trying not to be too risky. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think if this does come out, because this is also Moon Studios, uh, they, they made uh, Ori in the Blind Forest and Ori in the Blue of the Wisp. Okay, yeah. So this is a big like genre shift for them, too, because, you know, that's a... Uh, uh, say it with me, Daniel. 2D <laughs> Metroidvania! Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this looks to be like a fantasy action game? I'm not really sure, because it was just kind of like CG character reveal trailers. So right. 
you know, now that I'm talking about it, I think I regret that pick. <laughs> I think it's just too early for this game. Damn it. All right. Well, if it comes out this year, it's going to review very That's well. So it. it will. So it's a high risk, high reward. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to win this. And I just wanted to make sure that like you didn't grab that before me. Cause I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want you like snatching every fantasy game on, uh, on the docket for 2024. <laughs> All right. So next up for me, uh, I, you know, I'm going to go with a safe pick here. Uh, I mean, like, I think no matter what the score is, it's going to, it's going to be a good score. Uh, yeah, can't go wrong with the Nintendo tax there. So princess yeah, showtime that, coming that out uh, March 22nd, March 22nd. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it, it's a Nintendo game. First party Nintendo game. Uh, it's going to review well. Um, it doesn't look super intriguing to me. I, I'm not completely sold on the premise, but, um, Nintendo has fooled me before. Um, uh, with the weird trailers that like I haven't sold me, and then the game ends up being amazing. But uh, um, yeah, I, I not much to say about this. I just I just wanted to make sure that I get some good points in my in, in, under my under my belt. That's that's a very fair. All right, Mike. I will go with one that, while having no firm release date, I feel pretty confident that it should come out this year. And when it does, I imagine it will go pretty well. I see. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Star Wars Outlaws. That was my next, very next pick. <laughs> <laughs> Good pick, man. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely coming out this year, and I think it was announced that they were going to kind of show, show it off a little bit coming up in the next month or so. Um, so that was going to be a great one. That's going to be a great like end of the year um, pickup as well. I, I think I'm pretty sure Lucas Games had a, has an initiative to have like at least one big game each year uh, from different developers. Right. So yeah, this is the next big one. Yeah, and it's and my main thought was like it's gonna be a big, it's massive entertainment and Ubisoft. I'm like mm-hmm. like it's it's gonna do it's gonna do well. It's like Ubisoft games always do well. Yeah, they, they do. My only worry, though, is because it's Ubisoft Montreal, they do have a tendency to push out games before they're done. Uh, and then they might yeah. they might not review well because of like glitches and bugs and stuff. So I, I, right. I hope, hopefully they tidy all that stuff up before release date, though. Yeah, let's see. Let's see hopefully so. What's, right, your, uh, what's your personal hype level on that game, though? I'm, I'm interested because you know, I like I like Star Wars and I like I, I'm pretty forgiving of Ubisoft. Uh, I said I am yeah. on there as it and their games. I like I I like Far Cry. I like I say I liked uh, Phoenix Phoenix. That was as mm-hmm. that was like them dipping into the into that genre. So like yeah, I think it'll go well. Okay, yeah, I, I hope so too. I, I'm 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 really looking forward to this one. Um, you know, I'm not. Uh, an overall like star wars fandom i know we talked about this on a star Wars on our star wars episode but like i'm a little checked out on star wars at the moment but you know with how much i'm enjoying jedi survivor especially with that big plot thing that i kind of alluded to like when when star wars grabs me it it, like really grabs me so i hope that the i hope that star wars outlaws does the same thing most definitely all right mike i will go with a game that I think 
will go will review pretty well. Let's see, as long as uh, I say no unforeseen issues, I'm going to go with Black Myth Wukong. Oh my gosh, that was another one on my list as well. Great pick. That is going to review crazy, crazy high. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, it looks, it's like one of the most, it's like one of the most hyped and like, let's see, you know, from software type, you know, let's say Dark Souls type games come yeah. right now, especially with Elden Ring, like making everybody more hyped on this. I think that's what my thought process was, is like, Elden Ring is going to get a lot of people more into the from software type of games. Mm-hmm. And then this comes out right there. I was like, it just makes sense. Yeah, and it's crazy to me like how other developers are now kind of like catching up to not like that formula, but like how well that FromSoft does that formula. You saw that with Lies of P with last year. Like it, it seemed like everybody who played Lies of P, like they the the the, the the consensus from what I've been seeing and reading is that Lies of P was like the first from software copycat to actually get it. If they get it from like a level design point of view. From like uh, a progression point of view, the combat is tight, uh, which is great, which is all you can really ask for for um, for these types of games. And it seems like with Black Myth Wukong, like this is a new developer from China. Uh, this is their first game. Looks like it's pretty high budget as well. Like the fidelity looks very good, but from everything that I've seen with the gameplay and the and the combat, like it looks like it's gonna it's it's gonna hit with a certain audience, and that audience is gonna. It's gonna just go gaga over it. So the only way it can really kind of like fall off a cliff is if just the combat is just bad and it's just it's copying everything that FromSoft does, but just not just not well, you know, in that kind of like meme sort right. of way of like, hey, copy my homework, but make it a little bit different so it looks like yours, you know? Most definitely. Very cool, man. All right. So I got my last round here. Uh, what do I want to do? I think I'm going to go bold here. This, this is the inaugural episode of the fantasy draft. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go bold for the first, the first round. I'm going Metroid prime Four, release date TBA. Oh, uh, Daniel, the, uh, the, the, this game was announced in 2017. We have seen nothing, nothing, absolutely zero. Of Metroid Prime 4. If this comes out, I think it's going to come out on the Switch's very last year, or a very last active year before the next console comes out, which will be 2024. Uh, now is the time for Metroid Prime 4. Uh, I'm a believer. Uh, I, I think they, I think Nintendo very strategically put out the Metroid Prime remaster early in 2023 to prepare us for Metroid Prime 4. Uh, so I don't know. The stars are aligning, and I think this is going to be one of Nintendo's big games for the year. Um, so next up, uh, you know what? I'm gonna pick. I'm just gonna put my unannounced game out there. Let's do it now. Final Fantasy IX remake. There have been uh, weird rumors and weird listings for this game uh, to come out. So I have that. Uh, I, I'll, yeah, I'll put that. I'll put that in unannounced. Um, but uh, apparently, um, what is it? Nvidia, Nvidia, the, the the graphics card manufacturer, apparently had this list of games that were unannounced to come out, and every single game on that list 
has since been announced, except for Final Fantasy IX Remake, which they had on that list. So Final Fantasy IX, if anybody doesn't know, is, is a PlayStation 1 uh, game that came out in 2001 uh, on the original PlayStation. Uh, beloved game. It, it is it is widely regarded as like one of the best Final Fantasy games. And like, and in my opinion, I feel like it's the perfect Final Fantasy game. It's everything that that original Final Fantasy vision was supposed to be. Um, so a remake in like a modern style with like maybe like some like cool hand-drawn animation or something. Cause there was also rumors of a, of a cart- Final Fantasy IX cartoon at some point. Like I saw those rumors like five years ago. So I don't know, something with Final Fantasy IX is coming out this year. And with all the hype of like seven rebirth and, and, you know, 16 getting some DLC too, like 2024 Final Fantasy 14 getting a new like expansion pack as well. Like 2024 is going to be all Final Fantasy all the time. And it's coming out in 2024, baby. All right. Big. That that is a big gamble. All right, Mike. Well, I say you go with that. I guess I will also put in my unannounced game. I'll admit I don't know if I'm the one that has to move it down there. You are. Uh, as as the um, uh, uh, admin of this page, I have to manually do it. But the, you can okay. just throw it in there, and then I'll, I'll manually throw it there. All right. I am going to go. I'm going bold with my unannounced game, but. It is your 10th pick. Make it a good one. Let's see. I will go with. Let's see. I have to type this in. Very, very, very hard, folks. This is going to be a good pick, and I can tell. I could spell that would make it easy. There we go. <laughs> it's spelled S O N I C. I'm going with an unannounced Splinter Cell game. Ooh, oh my gosh, this has just been in the. This has just been in the scuttlebutt of, like, is this coming out? Is it not? Like for years, dude. Like, I I cannot believe with Metal Gear Solid out of the picture for eight years, not going on nine years, that Ubisoft has just not capitalized. This was their direct competition, and they have not put out a Splinter Cell game in that entire time frame. Yeah, it it is just insane. Like, I know there are, like, murmurings of potentially a remake. So, like... Yeah. So, that might be a thing, but... if, If a Splinter Cell remake comes out, I'll, I'll give it to you. Okay. There are like murmurings, but it's just like, it's crazy to me. I was like, cause blacklist was so good. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. and I don't think it, and I don't think it did poorly. So it's so weird that that is that they haven't tried to do anything with that yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's just so crazy to me. Like it, I feel like Ubisoft has just been sitting on free money <laughs> and like the Splinter Cell games just kept getting better and better. And like they even reiterated, on the gameplay style, like 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 you said, Blacklist and all the subsequent games in that same era, um, but yeah, like it's like Metal Gear is gone, and I and I remember we we've, we've been seeing murmurs of like that original um, voice actor for um, for help me out, what's his name? Sam Fisher. Yeah, Sam Fisher. I was gonna say Sam Lake, um, but the for, for Sam Fisher, like, he apparently he was like he recorded some lines, and I don't think we've 
I don't think we've heard of anything from that. So at the, he didn't like show up in a crossover thing that I don't think. So there's something Splinter Cell in the works. And I think that was a really, really smart pick to make that as your unannounced game. Very, very good, man. Should we do counter picks now? Because uh, I'm ready. <laughs> I got one sounds... ready to go. <laughs> All right, Mike. My counter pick, Dragon Age Dreadwolf. Easiest counter pick. <laughs> that is officially locked that. to your list, too. You cannot you cannot drop it. All right. Well, I guess I will go with, the, with what I assume is the easiest pick here as well. I'm going to pick Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's very fair. That's very, very fair. And if I were in your shoes, I would pick that game as well. So that'll do it for our pick, of, or our initial pick. We just picked a 10 this round again. So we'll pick up again at the uh, sometime in the middle of the year. We'll wait till Summer Games Fest. Uh, and then, you know, like, like I said, Daniel, if any of these games that, are, that aren't counterpicked, um, there, there are rules for dropping a game. So we can... Uh, address those like off air or like you know in between episodes or anything like that so like let's say greedfall 2 the developer announced like oh that's coming in 2025 actually we have to delay that game so anything that's getting that's delayed that hasn't already been scored um we can we can work to drop that and then pick something else that hasn't already been picked so um yeah so there's there's other rules but the if you guys want to follow along at all i'm going to link the, the the public link for following us here at the dorkiest podcast 2024 better co-host contest in the description below uh, at fantasycritic.games so thank you to the uh developer of this website i think it's just run by one guy so that's very very cool so yeah it's fantasy football for us guys who have never touched a football in our life <laughs> well daniel that'll do it for that so uh what you got there that's it well, mike you're forgetting we have to talk about six Oh, the stakes. You're right. <laughs> Daniel, if you win the 2024 Better Co-Host contest, uh, what is it that Mike has to do? Well, Mike, uh, like I said, I, I was up until we recorded, I was deciding oh, between right. two. That's right. So. I'm supposed to go first. You're right. That's right. So <laughs> thank you for catching that, too, because I'm really, really bad about uh, saying our stakes on air. Daniel, when... I win the 2024 dorkiest co-host better person contest. Anyway, <laughs> Daniel will have to play. I'll even buy it for him because it's it's usually pretty cheap. I'll buy it for you on Switch. I'll buy it for you on PS5. I don't care. I'm going to buy for you 1997's Final Fantasy VII. And you're going to play that game from, you know, that's going to be the next game that you play. I don't care what's on your backlog. I don't want you. I don't care what you're currently playing. You're going to play that game to completion, however long it takes you. Take your time. I don't care. Uh, and we're going to talk about your progression each time we record, leading up to an episode where we do a deep dive after you finish the game. Uh, you tell me your thoughts on the story, the plot, the, the battle system, anything like that. Luckily for you, uh, all of the all Pretty much all Final Fantasy games, like modern wise, like they have like these modifiers where like if you if you're stuck on a boss or something, just click on just click one button, you turn on God mode, and you can't be killed. 
So if you get if you get if you run into like a roadblock or something, like you can just speed up the game. If you want to play Creator's Intent, which I recommend, you know, do that as much as you can. But like if you get stuck or something, yeah, do do God mode. But yeah, we'll talk about that later when I win, Daniel. On the off chance that let's just say I go crazy and pick Arc Two like ten times next time, <laughs> and that game tanks. And my score is in the negatives, and you end up winning. What will I have to do? All right, Mike. Oh, my did you made it really just, I said I had to pick between two things, so I was like, I didn't know how it time intensive, but okay, yeah, you're making you're making a real time intensive one for me, so I will return <laughs> in kind. Mine is not a video game, but mine is a is a TV series, which I believe you have not, I believe you said you have not watched. And in a show I have so many thoughts about it is very divisive tv show on the internet so mike when i win you have to watch the entirety of lost and when entirety <laughs> and and, and, and I, you take as long as you want i'm not gonna get time for it but anytime you finish a season you have to let me know we have to do an episode on that <laughs> okay that's fair that's fair i'm giving you a Potentially forty to fifty hour game. And is there maybe that much episodes of Lost? Forty to fifty hours, maybe. How many seasons of Lost is there? There are six. Don't worry okay. though. Only like it's like uh, the first three seasons are around like you know your old school twenty episodes a season. Last three seasons I have like around ten, like 10 to eight. So okay, yeah. that that's manageable. Yeah. So each season yes, each episode like, is like what, like forty minutes. Yeah, make, for it. they get they get a little longer. Okay. Yeah, they get a little longer in the last couple seasons because they were able to air without commercials. But you know, twelve seasons. You are a monster. <laughs> I only I six. I said six. Oh sure. I'm oh, sorry. I what was I thinking anyway? Yeah, six seasons. My bad. Oh yeah, that that that, right. that that's doable. That's about comparable to what I'm asking you to do too. So that, that's pretty good. Well, now that we have the stakes out of way, Daniel, what you got there? All right, Mike. Well, I uh, I see. I twenty twenty four is is the year of me getting back into reading because of the great invention of audio books. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we had we had this discussion on Discord where our friend Tom asked me how I can possibly read this much. And I was like, <laughs> ten hour workdays and audiobooks. <laughs> Speaking of which, and, uh, look what I got. You got my what you got there because I was gonna talk about. Oh, I got it right in my hand. Nice. <laughs> you got it right in my hand. Let's see. Because my what there is to sleep in a sea of stars. I see the book by I see by Christopher Paulini. I see. Uh, yeah, like I just um, I have to, I have access to a lot of audio books through my library, which means hey, nice yeah. free audio books. I don't have to pay for. That's it. And uh, this was on there, and I. I say for record, I don't. I've never actually read Chris famous like Aragon series. I had actually just missed that mm -hmm. one. I never read it growing up. I watched the movie a lot growing up. I mean, that's not a very so it's not be a very good representation of that work. But <laughs> I say, but yeah, like I the book was highly recommended by some reviewers that I respect. I listened to it, and it is that's up there with one of my favorite sci-fi books that I I've experienced. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really excited to dive into this too. And and also just like you said, hey, shout out to libraries cuz libraries are like an underutilized 
like resource for all communities in our country. Yes. Like like you said, you just they're free and like you have access to potentially thousands of audiobooks. All you gotta do is just like log into like the your 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 county's library system and then go to their audiobook section and you just check out an audiobook? Something that costs right. like on Amazon like 40 bucks or something? And you just right. listen to an audiobook. What are you gonna do? Keep it on your shelf? No, you're not. Listen to the audiobook <laughs> and get another one. Exactly. Like yeah, and like that's it. That is a, yeah, so yes, shout out to libraries because that has been a great resource to allow me to like that's because of who've done my work, it's probably they're very mindless. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, do you have the physical book too, by the way? I do not. I uh I say my wife actually has, has found it. I think actually yeah, my wife just ordered it because she found like a bunch of books that are like on Essay online like really cheap so i was like i like it because yeah. basically my thought is like i get the audio book and if i really like it i'll get the nice like i'll get the real nice a edition trophy. of like, yeah. on the bookshelf yeah yeah uh, so, uh, what i like to do i like to get like an audio book and then like read in tandem so usually like most of the books that i like to read like they, they're usually in chapters so like i'll read i'll if i'm at work or something i'm like okay i'll just put the audio book on and then stop it at a certain chapter and then I'll just go to that chapter in my book and then bookmark it and then like read it in bed or something like that. So I, I like to do it in tandem because if I do too much of an audiobook, I feel like I lose a lot of the context. Um, but likewise, if I read too much, then I definitely kind of do that sleepy, you know, go through a page and like, what did I just read? Like, I mean, right. Yeah. You kind of never happened to you. Yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> but yeah it's like and like i said the usually the audiobook i just was in love with when we had as it because it has jennifer hale doing the doing the audiobook version and i was like that was great <laughs> fem shep you can't go wrong yep. one of the best voice actors we have yeah like i said it's like the book is so good uh, it's a good uh bridging between you know the classic sci i say like the classic sci-fi which is really good with the idea stuff but i think everyone can agree that a lot of sci-fi leaves a lot to be desired in the character department and like mm -hmm. so it's able to bring in like some really good modern character writing with i say with that good heavy hard sci-fi concept and leave like said like it's one of my favorite sci-fi books now so that's awesome, dude. Yeah, and, and I was just geeking out over your Discord posts, and like immediately, I think like that that next weekend, like I, I was just like your wife, your wife. Like I usually go on eBay and like try to find like usually a lot of stores would do like buy three get one free or like you know thrift store right. books and stuff. So I got this and like you know my, the rest of my reading, my, the rest of my readings pile for twenty twenty four for like six bucks. So you know, I, I so this would be like next on my list. I'm in the middle of another book right now, so. Uh, once I'm finished with that, this 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 chunker of a encyclopedia is next. So I'm I'm really excited. How long was the audiobook? Uh, it was probably like about like about thirty hours. I want to say. Okay, like, yeah, around, 30, around the 30. time it would take you to finish Final Fantasy VII. Okay. <laughs> yeah, probably. So. Very cool, dude. Great pick. Great pick. All right, Mike. Well, well how about you? What you got there? All right. Well, you know, it's the new year. A lot of people, I, I think you'd agree. A lot of people would like to say like, Hey, the new year, I want to be a little bit healthier. I want to, I want to cook more. I want to, you know, stop eating out less. Uh, well, I've got the perfect solution for you, my friend in the link below. 
I linked a video from for a recipe for home fries, for oven-baked home fries that are crispy, fluffy, delicious, and uh, they don't use a lot of oil, uh, but they are, like, I, I'll, I'll go out and say it, better than any fries that you're going to find out in, like, any fast food restaurant, any, like, Applebee's that they're just in a you know, microwave frozen fries for you. So uh, this is from this is from America's Test Kitchen. This recipe is from like like six years ago or something like this. So essentially, I'm just going to paraphrase what the video is. Uh, you take like a Yukon Gold potatoes and you cut. You're going to cut it in half lengthwise, and then you're going to cut them. And, and you're just going to kind of make like uh, wedges out of them, kind of thick, like maybe like half an inch for each one. Uh, about two pounds of that, and then you're going to make a slurry. Uh, it's going to sound weird. You're going to make a slurry of cornstarch and water. You're going to keep microwaving the in, in 20 second intervals and keep stirring every 20 seconds until you get the consistency of like pudding or something. You're going to toss all of those um, potatoes in. You're going to massage that, that cornstarch slurry in with like all of the potato wedges and you're going to lay those out on a sheet pan. Uh, and the sheet pan is only going to have um, like three tablespoons of like olive oil or like a neutral oil or something like that. That's it. Three tablespoons of like of oil to get you like crispy, delicious, fluffy fries. You know, pop that in for like 12 minutes, take them out, flip them over to the other side for another 12 minutes. Boom. The most delicious fries you're ever going to have. Because they're wedges, they're perfect for dipping. They're perfect for, you know, seasoning. I, I, I like to do a little bit of salt, pepper, a little bit of dried parsley as well. Dude, if you make this, you're going to be a hero of your family. And they're going to keep asking for this all year long. I guarantee it. And it's much healthier than just than going out to your nearest fast food and getting, you know, fries that for some reason cost $4 and you get like this much fries, you know? <laughs> right. I said, well, my, um, me and my wife, we are, we are people that love to make our own potato wedges. So this is right up our alley. Perfect. Well, it's in the link. It's in the link in the description, my friend. So please check that out. Uh, it, 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 the recipe blew my mind, especially because of that cornstarch slurry thing. But the, it's it's super simple. So like once you once you get the hang of it, it's gonna it's gonna uh, it's gonna change your life forever. So that'll do it for our show this week, everybody. Thank you so much. And uh, you know, before we go, I just wanted to say that you know, if you guys enjoyed the episode, we hope that you stay subscribed. Uh, we you know had a discussion about this in in our little break, uh, holiday break. Uh, and we decided, like, we really enjoy doing the show. Uh, we decided that we're just going to keep it going for now. Uh, so, you know, we hope that you'll please feel free to, like, reach out in any of the links in the description. You can email us. You can message me personally. You can go to our Discord. We have a channel in the Skinnies uh, server. So you can hang out with us there if you go wish. So, you know, feel free to message us, message the show if you wish. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, anything that you feel like would make the show better, we're open to we're open to reading and, and, uh, and taking that any of that feedback. So, that being said, for my co-host Daniel, I am your co-host Mike, and like we say every time our bookies crash through our door in the middle of the night, demanding that we pay back our gambling debts to de- gambling debts to our loan sharks. GG.